This is episode number 38 of Two Grown-Ups and a Mouse, and in today's episode we will be discussing the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater located in Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World in Florida. I'm Andrew. And you are listening to, or watching, or listening to, and watching. I say that every episode now, don't I? You do. It's a little redundant. Department of Redundancy Department? Exactly. Right. So you are listening to, and or watching, Two Grown-Ups and a Mouse. We are happy to have you. Thank you for joining us. Please invite your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your relatives. Please rate. Tell your psychiatrist. Please rate and review. Please rate and review. Please subscribe. And you found us, but just in case you're not sure how you found us, we are on pretty much all of the podcast systems, Google Play, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, you name it, we should be there. Yep. We are on social media. And for everything, we use Two Grownups and a Mouse, or of course, our website, twogrownupsandamouse.com. Andrew, you should turn your your uh, hat to the camera so they can see Two Grownups and a Mouse. <laughs> That wasn't exactly what I meant, but already then, Andrew just turned his cap for anyone not watching. That's what you said to do. That is what I said to do. It wasn't what I meant. <laughs> so, we are going to talk about one of our favorite restaurants. We yep. enjoy it very much, which is ironic that we have not been there in a long, long time. Yeah, it's probably long. because well, it's probably a lot of people's favorites. Mm-hmm. And before we even discuss it, I will explain one of the reasons it's our favorites. It's a loud but quiet restaurant. That's a good way to put it. Because there is a movie going on in the background, so there is some noise. However, because there's a movie going on in the background, the children tend to be quieter. So do the adults. Right. There's not as much talking going on or you don't notice it as much. So it's very pleasant. And it's at Hollywood Studios, so we like to go there. And it's nice to get a break from the sun and to Mm -hmm. do the sit down as we've discussed many times, we have tables in Wonderland. And when we get our discount, it doesn't end up being much more expensive to eat there right. than to eat quick service. And that was especially true when we first started going there. I mean, the, the tables in Wonderland discounted bill here would have been the same as if we ate at the restaurant next door, which was which is quick service. And, you know, we would have gotten if we would have gotten, an, you know, an equivalent meal or something like that. So it, it would literally within a couple of dollars so right these days it's a little still a little more but eh. the, the restaurant next door that andrew just referred to is abc commissary well we haven't told them we're talking about sci-fi dine-in theater yet no so. we did when i did the introduction well yeah but nobody's listening for that i'm oh, sorry just in case i didn't mention it already <laughs> <laughs> it is the sci-fi dine-in theater at disney's hollywood studios in yep. walt disney world right so as we already said it's a table service restaurant reservations are recommended it opened april 20th 1991 so we are approaching an anniversary for it yep but i guess in two more years it'll be a a 
Milestone. Milestone. Anniversary. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. I'm a brain dead for a second. Milestone anniversary. Right. There is a seating capacity of 260. And just to give you kind of an overview, I'm going to quote Wikipedia. The Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater Restaurant is a theme restaurant at Disney's Hollywood Studios, one of the four main theme parks at Walt Disney World in Bay Lake, Florida, United States. I guess I didn't have to say that part. Yeah. Um Established in 1991, the restaurant is modeled after a 1950s drive-in theater. Walt Disney Imagineering designed the booths to resemble convertibles of the period, and some servers act as car hops while wearing roller skates. While eating, guests watch a large projection screen displaying film clips from such 1950s and 60s films as Frankenstein Meets the Space Monster, Plan 9 from Outer Space, and Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. Mm-hmm. So I said that kind of fast, but that gives you kind of an overview and we can go a little more into detail. Sure. So I read that they can serve up to 2,200 dishes in one day during peak periods. Right. And I think I already said the seating capacity. If not, it's 260. Yeah. So it makes sense that they could get as high as 2,200 meals right. in one day, you know, if they average three or four people. Well, it means you'd fill up almost every seat all the time right. from open to close. But, you know, in the in the peak periods, they're going to be pretty close to that. So Right. And actually, I believe there is a convertible outside of the restaurant that you can, you know, if you don't get a chance to eat there, you can go sit in the convertible and take pictures and see what the tables look like. Right. Because they are rather different right which (laughs) which is the other reason that it's easy to understand the the seating because it's it's a car that you're that most of the seats in the restaurant are in the convertibles well it it looks like a car right it it looks like a car (laughs) right but there are basically three bench seats in so it's just a, a restaurant with a whole bunch of booths but because it's three seating areas per car and each one of those seating areas holds two adults or three children or possibly two adults and a small child right you know but for the most part you know two adults you don't have to have a party of six or you could have up to a party of six seat in one convertible Mm -hmm. but if you're a party of four you are going to get hitchhikers hitchhikers as they call it yes (laughs) We have done that before. We have been seated, in, you know, at the table and then more people come by and they say, oh, you have hitchhikers or they'll bring us over to the table and they'll tell the other people, oh, you have hitchhikers. Right. So it's a great way for them to fit people in. But mm-hmm. it's not obtrusive no. at all. The only the downside is it's difficult to be social if you want to go to a restaurant right. and you want to socialize with the people that you're eating with. This is not the restaurant for you. Right, because <laughs> the people in your party, you know, if you have a party of four, and this has happened to us before, too, when we've gone there, you know, four or three or four, you're sitting in front of somebody and facing the wrong way. So you kind of have to twist around trying to talk to people, and it's not comfortable to do that for very long. We went with my parents and your mom, so there mm-hmm. were five of us, right? and we sat in the middle and kind of sat sideways right. so that we could talk to our my parents we could talk to your mom talk to my parents talk to your mom right so it's it's you can accommodate but it's just something to be aware of if the goal is for you to be social sitting in one of those cars is not going to right and at one time we did go there with more than six uh, and we sat at a table 
because but they it also was still, had, it was a table that was had the car front and back. Correct. And then there's a table in the middle. So there you're sitting face to face as as you normally would. And then they also have the umbrella tables, which are resemble more of a, you know, it's, a, it's like a round picnic table kind of thing. Right. Because it's supposed to be a drive in. Right. And if you went to a drive in in the 50s or 60s, they would have a couple tables outside of the concession stands. So it, it right. does really resemble that. And if you do a walk up nine times out of 10, you're going to end up at one of those tables because right. I don't think that they will, anybody that has a reservation, it's my understanding that they will not seat you at those umbrella tables if you have a reservation. You have a reservation because you wanted to sit in a car. Right. So they do save those tables for walk-ups, but mm-hmm. it's still, it can be a little more on the difficult side to get a reservation. So it's definitely or, one of the more popular. I, we right. found it, we've, it's the restaurant we've had probably the least luck with walk-up out of everything in Hollywood Studios. Which there's only a couple restaurants, so it's not, you know, that sounds dramatic, but it, it's really only out of like two or three. So, because we've walked up to uh, 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 no, there's, uh, Brown there's, Derby. Think there's four, because there's Brown Derby, Hollywood and Vine, 50s Primetime Cafe, right. and this, and sci-fi. sci-fi. Yeah, but we, I mean, we've been able to walk up to all, almost all of those. We've had the least luck with like sci-fi. I mean, uh, we've only walked up to like... Uh, 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 50s prime time a few times, but we've gotten in almost every time. Brown Derby, it's the same way. It also helps that they they have the outside area, and then we've never really eaten in the other one because it's a character dining, so we haven't haven't partaken in that. We should try that one. But I mean, literally, almost unless it's unless it's a dead period of time, we've never really been. We've never had much luck lately with sci-fi. Right, but. It's it's still we love it even though we haven't had luck but, but that's right. why you know we we always try different restaurants because we do go so often mm-hmm. so it's not a big deal to us that we haven't been back there we will be back when it's convenient sure. you know when we're able to get a reservation sure um, a lot of the time because we live relatively co- close mm-hmm. uh, we don't know when we're going to get there and that's why we don't make reservations well in advance so right. there's you know the the benefits and the pitfalls of Right. Not making reservations to to go to Disney. Mm. The movie loop that I believe, you know, I mentioned it in the description. There's mm-hmm. a movie that's playing. It's black and white. It's just clips from all these older movies. It runs for 47 minutes. Right. And I read that the typical lunch, peep, you know, lunch will t- crowd takes 50 minutes or so. Right. Dinner takes, you know, a little over an hour. Yeah. So being a 47 minute loop isn't bad. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that it's almost ingenious because it's like, you know, people start seeing the same thing over again and they're like, we should get out of here. We saw this already. <laughs> yeah. Because it'll be, you know, their, their whole meal will be winding down. So right. maybe they did that. Leave. Maybe they did that by the, by design. Yeah. Uh, they do accept the Disney dining plan mm-hmm. for both lunch and dinner or lunch or dinner. It is one entitlement right. on the dining plan and it's the table service entitlement, not the quick service. Right. And there's no breakfast. So right. it's, a, it's a lunch and dinner only place. So. Right. And they do accept Tables in Wonderland. So if you have the Tables in Wonderland card that you have to pay for, but we did discuss that in previous Mm -hmm. episodes, Uh, but they do take that, which is great. We used to do Mother and Father's Day themed dinners when we were more ambitious. And we did sci-fi 
one year. So actually, yep. anybody that's watching the video, we would have dinner at this table. Mm-hmm. And I, we bought some poster board and hung it behind the chairs, you know, with little wheels on it right. to make it look like a car. Yep. And we replicated the menu. Right. We're, before we go into the menu, let's talk about things that are no longer on the menu that we miss. Well, wow. If anybody from <laughs> Disney is listening, boy, do we miss this. The red velvet cheesecake. Yum. That was the upside down one, too, I think. That was the good one. Yeah. And that was, we made that at our mother and father's day dinner. We, right. we tried to replicate it and we did a pretty good job. It's a, it was a red velvet cake right. topped with cheesecake and around the cheesecake was a white chocolate ganache. Right. And, and they gave you a, um, a light up bracelet. Right. On the, cause it yeah. was like the comet, you know, yeah, it, was a th- it was a themed thing. So. Yeah. And that, that note to anybody that isn't a baker, don't make red velvet cake. It makes a mess. <laughs> it does. That was the worst part right. about making that was getting bread in the kitchen, but, right. but the taste was really good. Oh yeah. That was a I really mean, enjoyable dessert yep. and you miss. Well, the all American burger was really good. And the, the all American burger was it was just a cheeseburger, and they would slice up a hot dog and put it in the between in it as well. But it also, I think, was supposed to come with sauerkraut. Which yeah, you the, would get it without the sauerkraut on the burger. So it would be it would be sauerkraut and then lettuce, tomato, you know, the right, usual all that dressings. stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I got a plain, but but it was good. I never would have thought to combine a burger and a hot dog right. together, but it works. I think for a little bit after they took it off the menu, they still had hot dogs, so right. you were able to accommodate, you know, make your own all milk. American right. burger. They don't even have hot dogs for kids right. in the restaurant anymore. So they can't, you know, yeah, it's not know. like you can say, <laughs> hey, can I get, you know, a hamburger and hot dog? Because unfortunately, they do not have hot dogs. So right. we would love if they would get hot dogs back in that restaurant. Well, the other thing was that when we first started going, the burger recipe was really good. And it was, it was and it tasted different than all the other burgers that were, that was at Walt Disney World. So, that was the that was the main drive at, at the beginning, and then the the whole the menu just started to evolve a little bit because you also used to get the, uh, uh, the cucumber salad. The cucumber, the salad. cucumber salad there was really good, right? And we and also we've made, we've made that a few times too. Well, the, yeah, when we did the Mother's Day and Father's Day dinners, right. that we, we we replicated that recipe, which was really funny because we asked for the recipe and they gave us a recipe to feed two hundred people. I don't know. It yeah, was something it was, ridiculous. It was like, you know, 20 pounds of sugar right. and, you know, 80, 50. 80 gallons of vinegar and it, it was, 40 pounds of, of uh, cucumbers. It's like, how do I reduce this? <laughs> yeah. So we went to uh, allears.net. They have recipes on there. And yeah, we, we found one that was we, a little more appropriate. Right. We, we found a recipe that more closely matched right. the number of people we were cooking for. But yeah, it was so popular. We ended up making that. Over and over again, an yeah. additional Mother and Father's Day meals. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was really good. I forgot about that. That was a good cucumber salad. Right. So yeah, now I'm reminiscing. I'm just thinking cucumber salad. I could really go for some of that. <laughs> but the current menu, it, it if you look on at the website, if you want more information, you can see the full menu. We'll just talk about some highlights of it. It runs about fifteen to thirty-five dollars per entree per adult. So, depending on what you want to get, you know, if you are on the dining plan, that could be a really great 
savings for you. Sure. You know, you only need to use one entitlement and you can get a $35. I think they have a steak on their menu. Yeah, there's a flame broiled New York strip. That's $35. Uh, what else is premium? The sci-fi barbecue platter is $27. Uh, drive-in barbecue burger is 21 I mean, you shouldn't so. let the the cost of the item dictate what you're going to order if you're on the dining plan. But if you know that that's something you want, then you might want to utilize your dining plan if you're on it. Well, I mean, we honestly, we should do a podcast about it because there's a lot of good ways to, you know, quote unquote, game the system when you're on Disney dining plan. And I don't mean that in a, in a negative way, but there's... There's here where you can get a $35 steak and use only one entitlement, or you might go to, or you might have spent, uh, what's the cheapest thing on the menu is like $15. You know, which one was better spend of your, of your one table service entitlement. Especially if you go to a restaurant that takes two entitlements because it's a signature dining that accepts the dining plan or it's character dining that accepts the dining plan. Sometimes you have to pay out of pocket. So you have to figure what's the best to what one to pay out of pocket and what's the best one right. to use your entitlements. We have friends coming in August and we're mm-hmm. going to go at, to the parks with them. They got the free dining, sure. which is one of the ways that they chose those dates was mm-hmm. for the free dining. So they need to look and see right, what, cause, how cause, they're going to utilize their plan. And like I said, I, you know, cause you know, the cheapest table service is probably even a few dollars less. And then the most expensive is maybe a few dollars more. So, but both of them are still one table service. So what's the best way, you know, I mean, Hey, if you want the $12 thing, then, then have at it, but just realize that, you know, you can really, you can really maximize the value or you could be one of those people that write an article afterwards and think you got ripped off because all you did was get $10 hamburgers or something like that. Right. (laughs) Now you're mad mad at Disney for it. So for the appetizer, I just wrote the fried dill pickles. Mm-hmm. Because that's one of their new signature items there. But they have some more standard appetizers. They still have the chicken wings. Uh, yeah, there's chicken or- tenders, onion rings, uh, a wedge salad. Uh, here's this one sounds interesting. Not for me, but maybe for you. Shrimp and crab fondue. Yeah. Uh, it's a blend of shrimp, crab, and cheese with roasted red peppers, fresh dill, corn tortilla chips. Uh, and then they have a sampler of... Basically, almost everything that's on the on the appetizer menu, right. except for the salad. So right. uh, that would actually be good for us because there's a couple of things you like and there's a couple of things right. I'd like. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and they have, for the main courses, they have a mix. They have salads, they have sandwiches, they have burgers. As you already said, there's a steak. Mm-hmm. And I noticed two pasta dishes. If right. you're a vegetarian, they'll be able to accommodate you. If you're gluten-free, they'll be able to accommodate you. Of course. If you're low-fat, they'll be able to accommodate you. I mean, they definitely have enough assortment that you'll be able to find what you desire. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not exactly what you desire, but <laughs> but something that'll fit with your dietary needs. Right. The kids' menu is a little limited. They do have mac and cheese, a cheeseburger, and chicken tenders. However, because they have pasta for the adults, I have a feeling that if you just wanted a plain you know, dish of pasta for your child, I'm pretty sure they would be able to sell you a, just a plain pasta. I don't know what this is. Uh, and it's on, the Disney, it's on the menu on the Disney website, um, but it's called the Disney Kids Disney Check Meals. So on it, on top of the things, the items that you mentioned are beef skewers, which is sirloin sirloin beef skewer with mashed potatoes, green beans, carrots, blah, 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 a chicken and cheese quesadilla, 
and then a whole wheat penne pasta. You don't know what the kid check meals are? No. That's horrible. I even know what they are. So let's talk about the kid check meals for a second. We don't talk a lot about a lot of kid things because we're two grown-ups and a mouse. Right. But the kid check meals are Disney's way of saying, hey, if you're looking for something a little healthier mm-hmm. or a little less unhealthy, right. <laughs> you know, because I don't know that a cheese quesadilla or chicken quesadilla is that healthy, but yeah. something less unhealthy is probably the best way of putting it. Right. Sounds like an oxymoron, but it's not. Um, that Those fit into the criteria for the kid check meals because they fit in the calorie content and the fat content right. and all those things that sure. you're looking for. It's not that it's healthy, but it's a healthier option. Right. Well, I mean, plain mac and cheese and a cheeseburger and chicken tenders is not going to be... Right. That's going to be very fatty, very whatever else. These, right. these other ones won't won't be that right exactly so, so they they do that to make it easier for the parents right. to say hey you're looking for a healthier alternative look for the little kid check next to it which i think is literally mickey's face with a check mark in it hmm. well top tip yeah so those are good things to look for and i've mentioned this before you can order a kid's meal i've done it at sci-fi yeah i remember ordering at sci-fi because i think we got an appetizer and I didn't want to eat an appetizer and a full meal, you know. Right. So, and I do that at Yachtsman a lot also. I get the kids' meal at, Yacht, at mm-hmm. Yachtsman Steakhouse because I want to have a variety of flavors, right. but I don't want to be so full that I can't finish it. Right. So I'll get the kids' meal so that I can have an appetizer, I can have the meal, and then I can have room for dessert without feeling, right. you know, overly stuffed. Yeah, they don't. They don't care. I mean, we've never really gone there and tried to truly. I mean, there's obviously if you're watching, we don't. We would never split just a kid's meal. Uh, so, but you know, I'm sure there's adults that would. Then they're probably going to get cranky at you if two adults came in and tried to split a five dollar meal and right. then and then left. The the waiter would probably be pretty pissed. But uh, most of the time, they, they never give us a hassle because usually we we're buying an appetizer, we're buying one full full, full course, we're buying right. we might. Lately, we've been buying more and more booze, so, you know, we'll get a drink at the start. So, they don't care as much that, oh, well, they only bought a one, one kid's right. meal. So. And that's another thing, talking about booze. I mean, yeah, we, we drink more at Disney than anywhere else because we, we're not big drinkers. I mean, mm-hmm. when we're at home, we rarely have a drink. But, you know, the once a month or so that we go to Disney, yeah, we, we tend to get right. more alcohol because we're at Disney. Sure. Uh, and they've made alcohol... Purchasing alcohol in the parks, they've made it a lot easier. They've opened up more to it. Sure. And the alcohol that they have at Sci-Fi, they've had alcoholic beverages on the menu for a while. Right. I don't. I don't remember going there and them not having it. I don't. I don't want to misspeak and say, "Oh, they've always had it," because I don't know. But I know since we've been going, I remember them always right. having and, it. And they have a full bar, not just like beer or wine or something. So. Exactly. But now there are more kiosks out. In the park with right. different alcoholic options. So, you right. know, before people would go into sci-fi because you could get a drink there sure. and get your adult beverage. Now it's not as important because you can pretty much get there, yeah. get that anywhere. The desserts look like the best part of the menu to me. So I really want to go back there just to try some of these. They have a warm glazed donut with cinnamon apples and ice cream. Yep. Fruit salad, which, again, a healthy alternative, sure. if, you know, if you want that. Lemon cheesecake with blueberry compote. The sci-fi candy bar looked pretty good. That's cookies and cream mousse, chocolate ganache, and chocolate sauce. Mm. Or a s'more. Yeah, exactly. Or a s'mores brownie with ice cream or a hot fudge sundae. Yep. 
So those sounded really good. They do. All of this sounds really good. And as per usual, it's making me hungry because we're recording in the evening and it's dinner time. That's right. So did you have anything else? that we, Did we forget anything? I don't think so. Other than we need to go call 407-WDW-DINE and go make reservation? I think so. <laughs> like, I, we I need to see if we can get one because this stuff looks really good. It so does. we're going to try and go there soon and, you know, see if it's just as good as we remember it. That's right. But on that note, again, thank you all for listening. Thank you for watching. Sorry you're looking at the side of us. One day we'll fix that. <laughs> and remember to tell your friends, family, neighbors, loved ones. Remember to rate and review and review thumbs up blah 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 right all those usual things but actually it really does help us though so right so please share don't be don't be scared to share and don't be scared to reach out to us we would love to hear from you and on that note i'm going to get dinner so i'm going to say good night or good morning or good afternoon good evening or just goodbye all right bye bye